I'm a huge proponent of the concept behind the Net Promoter Score, also referred to as the NPS. As you likely know, the NPS is calculated by asking customers how likely it is that they would recommend your company, your product, or service to a friend or colleague. Respondents are given choices on a 0 to 10 point scale. Those who indicate a 9 or 10 are classified as promoters, 7s and 8s are referred to as passives, and respondents who answer 6 or below are viewed as detractors. Detractors are subtracted from promoters, leaving a net promoter score. While statisticians might obsess about the reduced predictive validity of an 11-point scale, I pragmatically see the core of this question as a key measure of customer experience. Unlike Fred Reicheld, a man I respect greatly and the genius behind the NPS, I'm not a proponent of relying on a single measure to encapsulate customer loyalty. In essence, in his book The Ultimate Question, Fred has posited that NPS is the only customer relationship measure you would ever need. Instead, I view NPS as a well-validated predictor of repeat business and future spend. NPS, when supplemented with questions about customer effort or the degree to which a brand fits the lifestyle of its customers, gets to the strength of emotional relationships engagement that customers have with the brands they frequent. In fact, I often see NPS as a proxy for KPIs like frequency of future visits and likely future spend. What I think is often misunderstood, at least in my experience, is likelihood to recommend is not a proxy for will recommend. This is the result of confusion between loyalty and advocacy. If I'm a promoter who gives your brand a 9 or 10 on likely to recommend, it means that there's a high probability I'll return and buy more from you. It doesn't necessarily mean I will actually recommend you. Granted, a loyal customer is more likely to make referrals than a detractor. Let me give you a couple of examples. There's a restaurant in my town to which I'm 100% loyal. I would give them a 10 on a promoter question and can't wait to spend money with them soon. That said, the restaurant is thriving. In fact, recently it seemed so popular that I'm having a hard time getting reservations. Now let's pretend you're a work associate and we're having casual conversation about great restaurants in the area. I'd be forthcoming about other restaurants, but I'd hold back on this gem. Here's another example of how loyalty doesn't result in referrals. Let's assume you've incurred a death in your family and that the compassion, business ethics, and experience provided by the funeral director warranted a nine on a promoter question. You would use the business again if a similar circumstance occurred, but would you be likely to recommend the business to a friend if they lost a loved one? Unlike restaurant referrals, some business sectors are less prone to advocacy. Put differently, we're socialized to make referrals towards some types of businesses and not others. So how do you turn loyalty into advocacy, irrespective of the business? The short answer, it takes conscious activation and gentle efforts to drive referrals. A longer answer will come in next week's podcast. For now, hopefully the big ideas of the week are that one, a likelihood to recommend question predicts loyalty and future spend. Two, loyalty and spend are foundational components to advocacy. But three, additional effort is needed to help your loyal customers become your advocates and your referral sources.